Hello and welcome to Kima Podcast. It's episode number five. And the question is, when you think about clutter and decluttering, what do you think about? I'll tell you what most people think about. They think about a messed up home or room with stuff all over the place that needs to be cleaned up. Well, that is clutter for sure. On this episode, I have a conversation with a productivity coach who is also certified in time and stress management. We go beyond the physical clutter and we talk about how we can do a holistic decluttering of our lives. Let's dive in. It's your boy from Uganda, East Africa. Broadcasting from the heart of Springfield, Missouri on Kama Podcast. Motivational, inspirational, and entertaining. Well, hello, I'm your host, Dennis Kima. I'm a singer, graphic designer, and videographer with a big heart to inspire you towards achieving your fullest potential. If you are like most people, myself included, you have some sort of clutter in your life. It could be things that you need to clear out of your basement or your garage or your closet. Or it could even be appointments and commitments that you need to clear out of your daily tasks and schedule as well as your to-do list. Coming up on the spotlight today, I had the chance to talk to Lisa Zarotny, who is the founder of Positively Productive Systems. What she does is through her podcast called Positively Living, which I listen to, by the way, uh, and her online programs and coaching. She shows individuals like you and I how to boost your productivity and avoid burnout while making everything feel simple, sustainable, and I should add, less cluttered. Here is our conversation with Lisa. We laugh and we talk about how we can declutter our lives and be more productive. Coming up is the spotlight on Kima Podcast. Mega loads of fun and inspiration in your ears. Hey Lisa, welcome to Kima Podcast. It's so good to have you here. Oh, Dennis, thank you so much. I am so looking forward to our conversation. Let's start off by you telling us about yourself and what you're passionate about. Okay, well, we'll start with, hi, I'm Lisa Zarotny, and I'm the founder of Positively Productive Systems. I'm the host of the Positively Living podcast, and I'm a productivity and organizing coach certified in time and stress management. And I use simplicity, self-care, and systems to help my multi-passionate creatives boost their productivity, balance business and family, and avoid that burnout that seems so prevalent in life. And on a personal note, I am a wife and mom of kids and cats. And uh, my love languages are coffee, Venn diagrams, uh, and speaking in music, lyrics, and movie quotes, and gifts. Speaking in music lyrics, what's that about? Oh, well, you know, the, I love music lyrics. And so the minute someone says a phrase, if it goes to a song that I know, I'm going to start singing that song. Or I'll, I'll, I just love to quote songs, quote movies and stuff like that. And and I thankfully, my husband speaks the same way. So <laughs> we have great conversation. It's just a, it's a habit of mine that, that tends to be... Uh, um, fun and silly and that pretty much fits me have you always been productive as an individual 
That's oh, such a good question. And I think you're the first person to ask me that. Most people will say, have you always been organized? And I would say I've always had a tendency to be organized, but I don't know that I've always been productive. I think I've been caught up in the busy trap plenty of times myself, but I do think that I've always had an eye for the distinction and a frustration when I see it. And I can remember my time in the corporate world, watching how much they valued being busy and being active. And are you doing something? Do you look busy? And being so frustrated that I couldn't control the situation more because, you know, as an employee, frequently you can't. So I think for a long time, I've had an eye for productivity, but I'm human like everyone else. (laughs) I would like you to... um take us back in the time in your life where you felt like you're not as organized or as productive as you are right now. And also take us through the emotions of what was going on in your life at that time that eventually led you to what you are right now. Yeah. As soon as you say that, it goes to the story that is my why for being here right now. And uh, it's interesting because in a few months from us recording this, my mom will have been gone for 10 years. And five years prior to that is when we moved her into our home and I started caring for her. We knew something was going on with her. She was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And at the same time, I went through two pregnancies. I had both of my children. So I was caring for a mom with Alzheimer's while having an infant and a toddler. And my husband and I were trying to balance, uh, you know, all of the things that you have to do in life and running a business. And I still, you, you talk about the emotion that goes with it. I still struggle to describe that in a way. Like how do you encompass that kind of, survival mode, that kind of devastation. There was a lot of beauty in it. I mean, I had people who loved me and supported me. I was able to care for my mom and keep her safe. She was able to love my children, even if she didn't exactly know who they were. But the the emotion was absolute devastation. It was exhaustion. I mean, that has to be the most weary I've ever been in my entire life. And uh, that time meant that I was in what we call survival mode. So if you've ever been there, you, you get it. And if you are, my, my heart goes out to you because you just need to get by every single day. So you have to let go of things. You have to let go of what I call the non-negotiable, the negotiables, I should say. But unfortunately, I let go of the non-negotiables too. Everything that didn't need to be addressed right away that wasn't, is my mom safe? Does she have what she needs? Are the children fed? Are they clothed? Does everybody have what they need? If it wasn't that, it was let go. So all the stuff around us piled up, all the the to-dos and the want-to-dos and the hopes and, and the plans. Yeah, so much piled up around us. That was easily um, the most chaotic and, and disorganized and and exhausted that I've ever been. Wow. Awesome. You, I know I had a structure of questions, but you have just triggered some thoughts. Um, how do you differentiate between the negotiables and the non-negotiables? I'll give you a background of the story, uh, with this question. Yeah. I come from East Africa. And uh, in Uganda, East Africa, there's a, lot, there's a lot of pressure 
to just get through the day, to just survive. Mm. So you always, uh, I've been in situations where you put your goals and dreams on hold just to provide food, all right? And that seems to be a cycle that goes on for months and uh, months done in two years. And, you know, people end up being unproductive in terms of reaching their goals and, and all of that just because they need to survive. What would you say to somebody like that? Well, so I think there's so many elements to what you're describing because there are times in our lives when we must survive. And so that has to be the focus. So you immediately brought up this concept that maybe when we're talking about stepping out from that, there is an element of privilege there to be sure, to be sure. But at the same time, if we put our heads together and if we use the techniques that, you know, much of what I teach to be more efficient and effective and make sure that we're doing the right things in the right way for us, we can open up space that allows us to have that balance to still get the things done that we have to get done and also feed into who we are and what we dream. And, and also I would say that the more that we're able to do that, even in small little increments, the more that we feed into us, we build our energy, which then makes what we do in the, you know, the have to get done stuff, right? We, uh, we do that more effectively. So it's a wonderful positive feedback loop. You have a theory that I, I think I first had from your podcasts and uh, it's the theory that it does not have to be complicated. That rocks with everything that I know. Like it just just brings a short circuit in my brain. Like what? It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be complicated. Tell us more about that. <laughs> so it, it's interesting. It's something that I've discovered over time with dozens and dozens of clients and with with people that I've just been chatting with in our, our podcast interviews. And I, I see this this thing that happens. And so tell me if you see it too, that we value complex over simple and look at the idea of hard work, right? Okay. Just had a podcast episode about freedom from the hustle culture and what is hustle culture. It's this idea of go, 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 you know, do, 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 and push through, not stepping back to say, are we even going in the right direction? Why are we pushing? Could we finesse it instead? Like we're not asking those questions. We value this idea of hard work. And think about something that you do that comes so easy to you. Do you have an inclination to be like, well, then that can't possibly be valuable because it comes easy to me. Yes, yes, yes. I have those things. I, I mean, I sing easy. Like, you know, tell me, uh, let's sing a song. All right. Yeah, that, that's easy. Yeah. So it just comes naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And so the rest of us are like, whoa, that's amazing. And you're like, what? Like that, that's nothing that we have this tendency to do that. So I want to shine a light on it and say, no, what that is, is your zone of genius. That's a combination of talent and persistence and practice that has brought something. It's, it, it is a gift. Yes. But you know, if someone gives you a gift, you're like, oh, that's, you don't say that's nothing. Right. But we do that to ourselves for some reason. So, yeah, I think there's this idea that it's got, you have to work hard and, and if it's easy, then, then there isn't value to it. And then we get caught in this trap of saying, okay, well then if it's not valuable, if I can do it that quickly, then I have to add something to it. M more means better. And I'm saying, nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
what causes, in your opinion, as somebody that has trained several people in how to declutter their lives, what actually causes clutter in people's lives? Okay, that's a great question. So first thing we want to do when we talk about something like this is define what it is. And my go-to quote is from an organizer who hails from Australia, Peter Walsh. Okay, he says, clutter isn't just the stuff on the floor. It's anything that gets in between you and the life you want to live, right? So when we say clutter, frequently we'll think, oh, wow, I'm looking around my bedroom and I got a lot of laundry to pick up. And that's absolutely clutter, but I want you to think of it in terms of all kinds of things in our lives that that create a block of some kind. And it can be emotional, mental, digital. It can be clutter on your to-do list, going back to that idea of, are we doing the right things at the right time? that are right for us in the right way. You know what I mean? Like those things, those can all be types of clutter that are blocking us from the life we want to live. And again, that's that busy, that busy trap that we talked about. All right. I know in today's world, there's a lot of digital clutter. There's a lot of emotional and mental clutter. So how do we then get our lives from from all this clutter, how do we then streamline our lives from all this clutter? Okay, so understanding that it's there and understanding the reasons behind it. I'll share a few. Okay, uh, overwhelm can come from, you know, the the lack of habits to be handling handling the clutter in the most practical way. Like when you don't set aside the time or have the practice in place to put away the things you you, you took out in the first place. Okay. That's like a very basic way. Uh, misallocation of like time and energy that goes along with that. If we're constantly going and we don't have buffer in our days to, to set ourselves back in place to, uh, I often recommend with clients, it's the simplest solution in the world. When you finish the end of your work day, and it's important to have those boundaries, even just in the time that you work, you set your desk uh, or any other space that you're using. I refer to it as back to neutral, Right so that it's ready to go for the next time. So that's like the physical clutter side. Now the to-do list clutter or, or whatever we have uh, along those lines could happen from obligations, you know, all those shoulds that weigh us down. I'm supposed to do this. I should do that. I have to do this. Who says, well, someone else did or society did or my family, you know, whatever it happens to be. Uh, clutter can also be a form of protection. Being ultra productive or ultra busy, as the case may be, we might perceive it as productive, can be a trauma response. Uh, clutter physical uh, or otherwise or clutter in our schedules and, and that constant activity can be a way to protect us from something we don't even realize that we're trying to protect ourselves from. It could be, this is just like one example, keeping us from having to interact with other people or to be able to invite them over. Or uh, the other important thing is that clutter itself is deferred decisions and it can also be deferred processing of grief. Mm-hmm. So there's so, so many reasons. So walk us through, all right, I wake up today and say on my to-do list, oh, walk us through the to-do list. On my to-do list, I've got to take the kids to school. I've got to do the laundry. Oh, I have to feed the dog too. Oh, by the way, I have to do the podcast as well. Um, just the thought of that sometimes, personally, I wake up and think, man, I'm so, where do I start? What should be number one? And then um, 
in the process of thinking about that, maybe a phone call comes in and you're like, oh, I need to attend to that too. How do I step by step, okay, from the moment I wake up and I want to have a productive day, how do I then put that, you know, make that happen? Right. So you're talking about processing your to-dos and specifically you are talking about prioritizing and that is huge. Let's step back quickly for a moment with this idea that we have now identified clutter and and the things that will cause that and the kinds of clutter that you might have. So awareness is number one. The first thing you actually want to do, and I have a process tackling your to-do list in four simple steps. I have a podcast episode about that as well. Given that, the first step is always decluttering. So the first thing that you'd want to look at is is there something that's on that list for today or that I'm thinking I'm supposed to be doing that I actually don't? Now, sometimes it's that still needs to get done. And then you go to the next process, which is, uh, okay, I don't need to do it. Maybe I can delegate it. Then you go to the next thing, which is, you know, maybe it needs to get done and I need to do it, but I don't need to do it today or this week. I can delay it. And you can actually reduce significantly what's going on with your to-do list by going through those steps. That being said, there's still going to be those things. You're like, no, that, that dog needs to be fed all the time. <laughs> and, and so do the kids for that matter. They keep wanting to eat every single day. Right. So from there, some of the things have their own set time. That's a given. That's like having an appointment. Right. The other things you find spaces for depending upon what the next deadline is for you, what uh, you will do best at a certain time. The when of how we do things is huge in our energy. Like, oh, doing the podcast is going to take a lot of energy and focus earlier in the day would be better for that. And then, you know, it's, there's a lot of balance here when it comes to a sense of urgency that may or may not apply to the things but uh, yeah, you're, you're prioritizing and there's so many things that, that, that go into this puzzle, but if you can remove as much as possible first and then look at what you have left, I think there's a big distinction between the stuff we need to do every day and the appointments versus that stuff in between, like I'd like to move forward on recording and editing episodes and things like that. It's when you need to pay attention to that finesse of when you do it. Um, how much focus you're going to need, and if you can possibly batch those things. Does that make sense? Right, yeah, does make sense. Is there a particular, are there any tools that Lisa would recommend, tools to use, uh, apps to use to help you declutter your life? Honestly, my simple system, I have a framework, S-I-M-P-L-E, that helps you create your own decluttering process. And I'm really big on you figuring this out. Your number one productivity tool is self-awareness. However, one tool you can get either from my freebies or you can find by Googling right now online, anywhere you find it is core values, like a core values worksheet, right? You want to understand what matters to you. That's how you're going to figure out your priorities. And that is how you are going to figure out what I call filters. Filters are what help you declutter because when you know what belongs in a space and what doesn't, and that's the space of your heart, the space of your life, the space of your to-do list, the space of your closet, 
It doesn't matter what space in your life. If you understand what belongs and what doesn't by those filters, you will be able to declutter easily. Wow. So this is on your website, you say? Yeah, you can actually go to positivelyproductive.com slash free. And there's a, a ton of these resources, uh, different types of worksheets and things like that on core values. And I also I have an uh, episode on the simple system, too, that will walk you through that. But really, the, the big key component there walking away today, the one step you can take is to be very clear on your values and your purpose, whether it's for business or it's for your, your life and your family, when you are clear on that, mm-hmm. it will become really clear what you're allowing in, whether that belongs or not. Do you have any closing remarks to somebody that's listening in and trying to declutter their lives and they just, they just want to get some nuggets from you on how to do that? First of all, my favorite saying, uh, hopefully I get this right if, if, if it's not an exact <laughs> Just paraphrase it, yeah. Yes, exactly, from Sophia Bush, is that you're allowed to be a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. That's awesome. Okay. That's so, so good. So encouraged right now that it's okay, even if you're like, I feel like such a hot mess. Hi, welcome to the club. I probably felt like that last week. But these tools, these techniques, these approaches, even this awareness is all learnable. It's a skill that you can apply to your life. And the other key thing here is start small and consistent. I know it may not feel like you're getting anywhere when you're doing small steps but the compound effect is very very real so i mean there are books out there the compound effect of one of the first books i ever read the slight edge by jeff olson um today when we're recording this it's like national uh, book reading day so in honor of that when you say are there tools or, or apps i would say the first is the tools that you want are like reading and inspiration and techniques for these things. Right now. I mean, apps there, there are tons of them, but they don't solve your productivity problem until you understand you, how you work best and the process that you want to have. If somebody wanted to know, okay, um, how do I contact Lisa and, uh, where do I start? What would you say to them? And do you deal with the individuals or do you deal with, Uh, organizations more? I deal with individuals more actually, and specifically solo entrepreneurs, a multi-passionate creatives are a big one where they're solo entrepreneurs, but they seem like multiple businesses. There's so many things going on. Those who are, you know, balancing or trying to balance business and family and wanting to do both so well, and sometimes feeling that struggle, like, oh, I don't feel like I'm doing any of it well. Well, first of all, if you care, you are. And you can find me at positivelyproductive.com. You can also find me at the Positively Living Podcast. If you play on Instagram, oh, we'll have so much fun together. Uh, all those things I talked about, movie uh, and quotes and, and coffee and Venn diagrams and cats and stuff, you'll find that at, on Instagram at positively underscore Lisa, because what we need to do the most is keep having these conversations together, keep supporting each other and lifting each other up. It's, it's all going to work out. Awesome. What song comes to your mind right now as you're talking about all this? Tell you uh, the song that is like, you're like, you have to pick one. That's like this really inspirational song that speaks to you. And it's from 
the um, the Greatest Showman soundtrack, Million Dreams. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I love it so much. Well, that's all we could have of Lisa here on the Kima podcast, but you can catch more of Lisa on her Positively Living podcast, and I'll have more information about her website in the show notes. Once again, I would like to say to you, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Kima podcast you know you are such a partner when you like and when you share and when you leave a review uh, wherever you listen to the podcast so i really appreciate that and i do not take that for granted uh, remember we can always continue the conversations on our social media kima creative uh, on instagram facebook as well as twitter have a great week and may you be productive and less cluttered.